Good morning, medics. I am doing the podcast later today than anticipated because, I mean, it's 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 just an upside down world. It just is, and trying to figure out what I'm going to talk about, what would be appropriate to address. You know, should I tackle a, a, a life topic head on? Should I try to talk about medicine? What should I should I distract people? And it's just man, it's just a bad world to live in right now actually you know i'm not even sure it's the world that's the thing we get so self-centered and so self-focused and i'm in there with it i have no idea what's going on in canada or in europe or you know anywhere else in the world it's just in the u.s it sucks right now and and uh it's getting me down i'm gonna be honest man it's getting me down i don't like it so Ultimately, with everything I've read through and everything I've looked at and everything I looked at to talk about today, I've actually got two stories that are real stories that happened recently uh, that looks like it lends to some discussion and topics to talk about. So I'm going to pull up the first one here, and actually, I'll throw the link into the chat on Facebook right here. There it is. So that's the first link, and this one is from WRCB-TV, which is an NBC station, um uh from tuesday is when this came out where are they what area did they cover dunlap where's dunlap uh jasper uh they're showing the they're showing lafayette they're showing some uh um whatever weather they're showing weather at the top that's what they're showing through here um chattanooga this might be tennessee because i see something about chattanooga uh over here on the side gatlinburg yeah this must be out east ridge east ridge tennessee so a paramedic fire charged with assault of patient east ridge the alleged assault was also partially captured on police body cameras uh now keep in mind i'm just trying to find stuff to talk about right and and life goes on and i don't i don't know man i don't know i i don't know what to do with this podcast anymore because i'm stuck at home i'm sitting here hey carrie how's it going i'm getting cabin fever i'm also getting depressed at every effing headline in the world and how nobody wants to listen to each other everybody has their spin on everything and just i just kind of want to crawl in my hole and stay there so i mean if you're feeling that way you're not alone even if you're out on the truck running calls doing things you're, you're not alone there's just so much stupid there's just so much stupid in the world right now people i love are being stupid and afraid and questioning themselves am i racist shut up love wins and nobody wants to focus on that anyway i digress so we're going to talk about this this paramedic charge with assault let's see what happens here and then we're going to talk about how you would handle it as the partner that's where i want to come from so a paramedic was responding to an unresponsive patient uh, it has been charged with assault on saturday june 13th investigators say they responded to a man who Un, who well, i guess was unresponsive and cpr that was already in progress the officers came to the aid of the resident samuel McAllister, who was discovered in a supine position on his back that's what supine. i know i know it's for the public but that is what supine position means officers noticed empty narcan packaging on his bed as well as a used syringe police say his wife administered two doses of narcan to her husband when the paramedics arrived bob bennett of memorial Ask officers to leave the room so he can treat the patient. Okay, let's put a pin in it right there. Why do officers need to leave the room? 
you know, hey Nicole, how's it going? Why 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 do people need to leave the room for you to treat the patient? I read an article earlier today trying to do research on what to talk about and, and get inspired to do things, uh, talk about things. I was trying to find inspiration today and I failed. I can't find inspiration on anything. But part of what the article was saying is is every time you run calls now, you need to assume you are being recorded especially if the police are on scene you're being recorded what do i say especially everybody's out there after the police well yeah but no i mean yeah right now everybody's gonna whip out their phones anytime police do anything right body cams dash cams everything's being recorded lots of stuff or lots of ambulances have cameras that point towards the back of the truck so you can record what's going on so you're being recorded why do you need to ask police officers to leave the room is it too small? Well, maybe they'll talk about that, but we'll find out. The one time I've ever asked anybody to leave the room is like, look, there's too many people. I can't get around. I'm a big guy. I need to be able to move, and I'm the most educated, important person in the room right now because of paramedic. I'm not trying to be egotistical. Um, so I'm the one who's needed right now. And uh, please, you know, slide out. So he asked him, let's, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe ask him to leave the room because it was too small. Let's see. Investigators say the East Ridge police officers witnessed Bennett striking McAllister's back with his right foot and then knelt next to him, stuck him with, struck him with a closed fist in his chest. What the heaven loving? What? What? I can't even come up with a fake cuss word for that. I'm so blown away. The alleged assault was also partially captured on police body cameras. Bennett stopped hitting McAllister and started treating him before officers were able to stop him. So he basically kicked him and punched him and they started treating him. That's what it sounds like. Investigators say the officer overheard Bennett saying, I was nice the first time. Oh, shibby. Oh, shibby. This is something I talk about in class all the time. And now it's going to actually, I'm doing all the advanced lectures for Georgia Institute of EMS right now. I'm recording all of them. So this is actually going to make it into the lectures. Not necessarily a story, but how we deal with patients. You will have patients who regularly abuse themselves. In this case, this guy is taking drugs that needs Narcan. He's taking opioids, right? He's addicted. He's making choices. Whatever you want to say. We are not judging jury. This dude is our job security. This is the reason we get paid all the time to come do a job. It's because this guy who overdoses. I was nice the first time. I'm not doing this anymore, and I'm about to shove a tube down his throat while treating McAllister. The investigators say they believe Bennett was previously called to the... Yeah, you think? They believe Bennett was previously called to the location for the same reasons. Well, you can easily find that out, right? You're investigators. A quick little subpoena or whatever it takes to get those records uh, from from dispatch and well you just search the, all you have to do is search that address and, and then you can line up the calls and everything else it takes a little footwork but i'm sure at the time that this report came out or they were talked to they were still in the middle of their investigation when McAllister responded to the treatment he insisted on riding in the ambulance with bennett to go to the hospital but east ridge police told him that was not necessary to ride with bennett instead officers placed McAllister under arrest and charged them with possession of drug paraphernalia and transported Park Ridge East for medical treatment. So essentially, they're, well, okay, they're going to arrest him anyway, right? Because possession of, of drug paraphernalia. And, you know, that, that was the thing. But here's the thing. 
this is one of those rare instances where the the patient McAllister didn't he he thought well well he probably thought he was going to try to get out of going to jail by going straight to the hospital with the ambulance possibly but this is one of those times where where being arrested is probably helping you out dude lost his mind dude lost his mind Bennett is the medic Bob Bennett attorney McCracken Austin says Bennett has since been fired for his job at Memorial and that's the end of the story so far I will actually see if we can get a quick follow-up but this article came out yesterday so I don't know if we can get really uh, a, a good good follow-up uh, but yeah everybody it, it's it is not our job to judge and we are tired and let me tell you I've had my moments there was a patient that abused the system I've told the story many times the quick version is, is, I mean, it, it starts wherever it starts. This is a cycle, so it, it's, it's ongoing. And I would just jump in the middle as a new EMT and the paramedic and then whatever. Uh, but the patient would had seizures, right? She had a history of seizures. I took medications for it. And for whatever reason, got tired of life, got, you know, whatever reason you rob a, a liquor store or a corner store, she would go and rob a corner store. And then get caught, go to jail for a while. And she'd go to jail for a while and decide she was tired of jail and stop taking her seizure medications, have a seizure. Well, I mean, this, I'm telling you, this is a cycle. It happened so many times with this patient in my career in this one area that, that the police were just like, as soon as she has seizures, all right, we're going to discharge her from jail. She's out. She's clear free. Cause they don't, they don't want to pay her. As long as you're in custody of jail or prison or whatever the state the the city the whoever funds that department has to pay for your medical care so they don't want to do that and they it is a cycle it wasn't just oh your crimes are so bad you're going to come back anyway they're like okay we're out and so she would take her medication and then she would spit and bite and cuss and try to harm us and we'd have to tie her down and ultimately get her to the hospital and then once she's away from everybody, I guess she would calm down. She'd get out of the hospital, go back to life for a while. I don't know. See, that's the problem. I never actually got to know her very well. I never actually dove in and talked to her till later in life when she'd already cleaned up her act. And I had actually grown up and matured and, and dealt with a lot of my issues. Then, you know, it actually saved her life once or twice. She had actually overdosed on something. That, she would do that every once in a while, too. She'd overdose on some kind of medication and um uh maybe maybe not often but at least once because i know she was like under down and unresponsive unconscious and we got there and reversed it i, I don't remember what I, I, it's a blur the call is a blur but we reversed it and we just we were supposed to be in a different area where she would have died before we got to her we just happened to not be there yet we were li- leaving hey bridget how's it going so we were we were at our station getting ready to go into town to cover the main area that we're supposed to be covering because the other truck was out when we got the call for the address that was four minutes away we got there the medic i was an emt at the time the medic innovated her i don't remember what else we did but we got her to the hospital the hospital local and then we were like okay we're gonna have to take her out of the county because overdose right you're gonna have to do long-term care but the other truck was gone so we went to the local hospital first and they because they could stabilize and they did in fact they stabilized her well enough they took out the the tube and she was spitting and cussing and biting and i'm gonna tell you i got down into her ear where nobody could hear me except her because i knew i was taking her to athens 
And I'm, I'm sure I used four letter words and I was very ugly and mean about it. And I told her, um, well, I, I, let me give you some more context. And this, I, I was wrong in how I responded to it. This one was say, didn't punch her, didn't harm her, threatened her though. Uh, and I was dating my wife at the time. My wife worked in the ER and I was friends with all the people in the ER. And I was just sick of this patient's shit, to be flat out honest with you. And, you know, it was like, okay, you run the calls. You're going to go to the jail. As soon as you hear seizures at the jail, you know it's this person. And, you know, we'd warn other medics, okay, this is the thing. And, and at first, brand new medics, I, I remember one medic, oh, my God, she was stupid and I hated her. And she was bipolar as shit. And she would, oh, oh I almost want to say the name, but I, I just not. But I just, mm, just nasty piece of human being is what she was. And she thought she was better than everybody else all the time. Now, bipolar, was she'd be laughing and get along with you. I mean, she was literally bipolar. She wouldn't take her meds. And then, you know, she'd flip over maybe the next shift or maybe that shift. And all of a sudden, she would hate the world. But whether she's laughing or hating the world, she always thought she's better than you. And I tried to warn her as an EMT. She was my medic. And we went in and said, okay, this is this patient. This is what happens all the time. I told her, as she chewed my ass up and down about judging people. And I didn't know. Da, 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 how dare you? I mean, just made me feel like crap. And I was already pissed off. We go in to the, and she did that to the guards in the jail, jailers, to the jailers in the jail too. They're trying to tell her the same thing I told her. Blah, blah, blah. She chewed them out too. And I was, and that was when I was done with this, this dumb medic. That's when I was done with, I mean, she knew her medicine, but she was a, mm, mm. um, and you're right, Carrie, frequent flyers are common and frustrating, but we don't know if they're dealing with, we don't know a whole lot. So anyway, I helped save her life with this medic. We went uh, to the local hospital, went, fueled up, made sure we we're good to go to wherever hospital we're going to go, got some snacks, got something to eat, re- got ready to get on the road. Now, again, my friends are in this ER, my, my new soon-to-be wife is in this ER, and um, I took it personal because we come in and she's spitting and biting, they have a mask, and she keeps trying to flip her hands, your know, head around, they have her restrained, and you know whatever they did, they reversed Either we started reversing with Narcan, I can't remember, or whatever was going on with her overdose, they reversed it. So now she's fighting and angry. Anyway, so I made a bad decision. Ultimately, not a corrender. It's it's morally and ethically maybe gray, maybe wrong, but it's not legally wrong. I did, you know, there's nothing I could get nailed on on this, but I regret it. You know, the, you know, it's not not the best choice I could have made. So I get down because I'm in this defensive no mode over my wife and my, my friends. And, and I get down and I hold her jaw so she won't spit or bite my ear off or whatever. I hold her face. Not intentionally harmful. I don't know if it hurt her or not, to be honest with you. And I get in her ear. And I don't remember word for word what I said, but I used a lot of four-letter words. And I basically said, I saved your effing life. This is very short because I know I was very pointed and angry. As like, if you don't calm the F down. And I'm about to take you to Athens, and all kind of ugly shit can happen in the back of that truck that nobody will ever know. You could possibly relapse right back into your overdose and die. I say, and I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I couldn't do that because I'd have too much guilt. I have too much, too much issues, too much trying to do the right thing. I got into the field for the right reasons. But I threatened her. I basically said, if you harm one of these people, I will end you. She calmed down. She calmed down real fast. And we got in the back of the truck, and... I treated her, I'm sure I was cold, I'm sure I was a little heartless in the back of the truck, but I tried to treat her like a human being, just talk to her. We rode in silence, everything was good. Basically, 
I did the wrong thing for the wrong reasons to get the right results, which is not appropriate. What I'm looking for, and then from then on, actually, we treated each other like human beings. I got better. She got better. I actually went to her house one time and and uh, for a call, and it wasn't seizures. It wasn't whatever. It was, I forget what was going on. She had a different medical issue at this point, and it was a different house, so I didn't even know it was going to be her. And I walked in, like, oh, hey, you know, and, but I, like I said, I dealt with a lot of crap in my life, and apparently she had dealt with a lot of crap in hers because she had turned her life around. She would gotten cleaned up, and we talked to each other like human beings. Um, and that's the thing, man. That's the thing. As a medic, when you don't act like a human being, how do you expect your patients to act like human beings? And on the flip side, as patients, if you don't act like a human being, you act like somebody who runs on their baser instincts. I don't mean overdosing. I don't mean dealing with depression. I mean like she was doing. Violently acting out, cussing, spitting, biting, treating people like trash. The instant result you're going to get is be treated like trash. Is it right? No, I'm not saying it's right. Not at all. But going back to the story with this medic, and that's why I was going to look up, see if I can find some more, uh, more stories on him. Going back to this this medic, um, striking and punching somebody. Okay, so this guy, if I'm reading this right, they roll up on the scene. He was on his back. Now, they're not giving a whole lot of medical details, just that his wife had hit him with two doses of Narcan. And it doesn't say anything about him breathing or talking or fighting. The police wouldn't have left the room if he was fighting. So it's hard to infer actually what was going on with the patient by the time Bob Bennett got there. Now, he did, and he is quoted as saying, where is it? I was nice the first time, but I'm not doing this anymore. See, that's the bad phrase. That is somewhere as a partner, somebody knew this was building up on him. Somebody, his partner knew going into this call, there was a lot of anger and a lot of danger. How do you deal with that? I don't know, man. I really don't know. When you're a young medic and you're trying, or EMT, yeah, medic, but you know, EMT, especially advanced EMT, and you're trying to learn the ropes and you're trying to figure a way out, or somebody really takes, like in my case, somebody really took me under their wing and protected me from all the BS and helped me find my way. You feel loyalty and responsibility. And I got into a situation where my partner almost beat the crap out of somebody. Like, one more word, one more wrong move, and he was going to be violent for no reason. For no reason. This guy did not deserve it at all. This guy wasn't doing anything to to attract that kind of anger and ire or fighting. Or, you know, because I, I, violence begets violence. You're going to fight me. I'm going to strap you down. And I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to punch you in the face. I'm not the cabinetic who's going to punch a handcuffed kid. But she got her life built up on her. Bennett had crap built up on him, and, and this was winter, winter chicken dinner, and that's that's I don't understand. Now, shove a tube down his throat. That's whatever, right? That's whatever. I mean, you're a medic. If they're actually overdosing on Arcan, of course you're going to put a tube down their throat. That's not a threat. But punching and kicking, what the hell, man? And it does no good. Home slice. What's his name? Uh, uh, McAllister is still going to go to jail for a little while, probably being forced rehab because he's in jail. And then when he comes out, 
Actually, he might not go to jail now because you attacked him as a medic. He might because everybody's been, especially in this day and age, especially if it's if, if it's different races, which does not matter. In EMS, everybody's a patient. Racism has no place here. Race doesn't matter. We don't treat based on your skin color unless you're cool, pale, and diaphoretic. Am I right? <laughs> you know, but God forbid right now, if it's a different race for any reason, then nobody's going to want to put him in jail. Nobody's going to want to do anything. He's going to sue. I mean, and he could sue. I mean, he should sue, to be honest with you. This is out of line. But my point is, you won't do any good. You won't change anybody's life by trying to punish them. I'm tired of this. I was nice to, and it says the first time. So that indicates this might be only the second time that he's come to this residence. Are you serious? The story I just told, I ran that patient, I don't know, a good 10, 15 times in my career in that area. I didn't spend my entire career in that area either. So this might be your second call. So what? To be honest with you, I mean, there's a joke in paramedic school, and I'm going to move on to the next story in a second. There's a joke in paramedic school of, of, of teaching them how to do suicide right by cutting up the arm says left and right, and that always bothered me. That always bothered me. Yes, if you cut your you slit your wrist sideways, it's not as effective as actually opening it all the way up. But that's that's dark, and I get the humor sometimes when you're trying to vent or you're dealing with something that's dark. But the heart of that joke always always bothered me because we're here to help. We're here to change lives, and. I have not always been that guy that was the right person to change the life. Now, I've never struck anybody. I've never treated anybody poorly, like physically, like I, I withheld medicine or I went for a 14-gauge IV because it was after midnight. I've not done that. I've not punished patients because, again, guilt. Man, I could tell you hours and hours and hours of stories on how I grew up and why I had the guilt and how I was treated. But I won't because it's not what this is all about right now. Uh, but I know I've probably taught the people poorly and energetically and emotionally treated people poorly because of decisions they, they've made. And that's, that's bad. And no, you're not always going to make the right decision. Man, I tell you, kids will show you that the quickest. Right, Carrie? The kids will show you that the quickest. Nicole, too, if y'all are still watching right now. You, you, get a, you have kids and you want to be the best parent you can and you change things from when you were growing up and you do things different and and at your best man you're really aware of your shortcomings and and what you want to teach them to be different from yourself but really i mean we go from best to worst it's a pendulum in life right and there's so many times that i i yell at my kid even last night with my daughter we're playing trivia pursuit and it's on on a video game so those answers were on the screen, and there were one answer on the left, one answer on the right. It did not change. I answered, my wife answered, and then it went to my daughter, and she picked the wrong answer. And went, oh, they swapped it up. And I went, no, they didn't. And immediately she engaged, because that's what she's doing right now. That's her thing right now. She engaged so hard. And so I engaged so hard. And I'm like, man, you know, better way to handle it. Like, well, I guess you should have paid attention more, shouldn't you? You know, something else instead of engaging hard. And so we regret things. And that's the same thing in medicine. 
We'll have the best days where, man, we reach. I'm going to use a TV moment because this is the biggest BS in the world, but it, it's it's the best way to relate it. Somebody's going to jump off the bridge, right? Somebody's going to kill themselves. And you as the medic have to be the first one on scene. Scene's not safe, dummy, but that's neither here nor there. It's TV. But you know what I'm saying? You know where I'm going. And you talk him down from killing themselves. And that's that's a highlight of your life is you saved that life because you reached out and put yourself out there and you saved that life. Sure. Awesome. That's a highlight of your life. But then we're gonna have those moments where we get down not even not even even if you would never be so aggressive as to get in a patient's ear and basically tell them you're gonna end them if they don't behave. You know. But even if you just don't talk correctly to somebody even if you just get cold or bossy or any kind of energy that says screw you you're an asshole those are low days for us and we're gonna have those days we're gonna swing and do wrong things but now i'm gonna reach it because i did all the other stories basically about this guy is, is essentially the same thing um it hasn't been long enough for them to really break through and uh research more other than what has already been reported so uh dude you lost your career you know i don't know if you'll go to jail um probably actually you know he may avoid jail may get anger management a good lawyer let's be real a halfway decent lawyer with any uh any kind of history with medicine right i don't mean the lawyer has to have history but if this guy's been a medic for more than a year and if i looked at his face it looks like he's been a medic for more than a year when i saw his picture well can play ptsd right you can play ptsd truthfully even probably and this this medic won't go to jail but that won't stop him from being sued and he already got fired and he's probably gonna have mandatory anger management or some some kind of therapy he's gonna have to go through for a while he's lost his income nobody's gonna hire him the state may actually revoke his license who knows it takes one decision that's that's the and we say that's the crappiness about our life our jobs or even police jobs you know i'm not going to talk too much about police right now but that one decision that one and this is on any call i honestly i really do not give two shits about what color you are couldn't care less i have no ability to care less about what color you are i do care about actions and choices and responsibilities and how we interact as human beings and I'll even go to a, a white-on-white shooting from a long, long time ago. A rookie went for the wrong thing. He went for his gun instead of his taser. His other partners already had the suspected criminals down on the ground, handcuffed and controlled, and the guy was was running his mouth. Um, and and I'll get back to you, Kerry, in a second. And he, the rookie pulled his gun and and put his finger on the trigger, which is what you're never supposed to do. You're, as far as I understand, training is you put your finger on the guard when you're threatening somebody, and if you think you're about to actually shoot them, then your finger goes in over the trigger because of accidental discharge. And the guy accidentally, quote fingers, discharged his gun. I think it was. I think it was adrenaline. I think he pulled it and shot the guy in the back, handcuffed on the ground, almost shooting his partner who was on the guy. That one decision, that one mistake ruined his life. This medic... This one decision, this one mistake has ruined his, his career and his life. But that's life. How many people have gone through divorce? And you can even pinpoint this one thing, this one choice that I did led to a dozen other choices that ended the marriage. Now, no marriage really ends on one thing. 
I don't believe. But, you know, the friendships, the relationships, the jobs where you rage quit, the jobs where they rage fired you, and you go, eh, if I just, I could have just done something a little different. We ruin our lives every day with the bad decisions we make. We can fix it. We can change it. Now, Carrie's saying, is this a trusted media site? Uh, well, one, she says, nowadays I feel like I have to ask. Well, you're you're about 10 years too late to that that wagon, Carrie, because we should have been asking for 10 to 15 years can we trust the media? The answer is no. We cannot trust the media. Everybody lies and nobody seems to give a shit nowadays. Secondly, on the story, and that's the problem. We get stories, right? But then the courts have to figure out what actually really happened and this and that. If the police, think about where you work, Carrie, or anybody listening, think about where you work and the relationship you have with the generic police department. I always personally try to work with them. I try to help them out. I try to become connected with them in a way so that they felt more inclined to protect me on scene. Um, so, and, and most police seem to want to do that. Most police, law enforcement will say, most law enforcement seem to want to help out the badges more. Now, I watched, uh, was it Rescue Me, the New York firefighting thing where the the fire department had this ongoing rivalry with the police department and they didn't get along. I don't know. There might be some places like that for sure. But in the South where I grew up and I've operated is we all tried to work together. So in my opinion, this is in Tennessee. In my opinion, if the police turned this over to investigators and said the, the, the kick and the punch were caught on body cam, or at least partially caught, whatever that means, you know, um, if they thought enough to arrest him and report it, and didn't say they arrested him on scene, it, it didn't say, uh, I've already closed that tab. I don't know. It's honestly just a teaching moment for me on this show as more less than a condemnation of that specific medic. Because let's be real, whether the news reports it or not, we all know medics who would fit into this category. We all know people who would make this bad decision. And we all know that possibly we might be that person that makes that decision. So that's where I'm coming from there. All right. Plymouth woman attacked a paramedic after a hoax call. This is out of uh, Kentucky. It, it looks like maybe. I'm uh, trying to get some more context here on the site. Plymouth, Plymouth. Everything is Plymouth here. Um, Plymouth Herald. Oh, .co.uk. Well, this is, the Plymouth Herald is out of Okay, this might be out of the UK, but for some reason the ad next to me says Team Kentucky. I don't know. Let's let's see what's happening. Uh inappropriate police calls is a thing to play here. Uh I might play that in a minute. But let's read the story. A Plimpton this does sound like UK. A Plimpton woman who attacked a paramedic has been jailed for forty four weeks. I don't know, that's a weird number to me. After appearing at Exeter Magistrate's Court. Kaylee Loy, age 34, was arrested on the evening of June 13th after police were alerted to a suspected hoax call to the Southwestern Ambulance Service. According to police, the caller claimed they were in cardiac arrest. <laughs> okay, if we, <laughs> if we could take that on the surface, like it's like it's 100% true. Like that's what I mean by take this on the surface. The caller claimed that they were in cardiac arrest, not having chest pains. Not having not having an MI even, but they were in full arrest. Okay. Um 
you gotta go right you gotta go and people are ignorant people maybe they meant chest pains i shouldn't i shouldn't mock but it just strikes me we have that we've had that happen where i've called dispatch back like the caller claims that they're unresponsive like i went dispatch do you mean the caller says that the patient is unresponsive and unconscious and this is like negative the caller is quoted as saying i am unconscious and unresponsive okay <laughs> okie dokie pokey um so who knows but according <laughs> according to the police the caller claimed they were cardiac arrest however when the paramedic attempted to carry out routine checks loy of cranfield plimpton lashed out she was arrested by response officers and then taken into custody where she was charged she appeared on court on monday this is also a recent story where she faced a raft of charges, including three breaches of February 22nd, February 26th, and March 8th of criminal behavior order. Of course, this is a different country, so I'm not exactly sure what these are. Two further breaches on April 3rd and between the 4th and 7th of criminal behavior order. Commissioned a further offense whilst subject to suspended sentence order made by Broadman. This is a career criminal. She's got so many charges on her right here. All within a matter of three or four months. February, March, April, and now let me see when this was published. This story, uh, uh, okay, there it is, June sixteenth. So now June. So yeah, over a matter of a matter of a few months, that is one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, okay, so yes, yeah, six uh, criminal acts, right? Uh, then she was also on a suspended sentence order during that time so yeah she's just she's just looking for trouble and she found it uh she was in a four weeks jail time for each of the three i want to know what she did to the medic uh okay the court heard that the june 13th incident breached a criminal behavior order made in april 2017 which barred her so april 2017 this is of this year by the way so from three years ago she was barred from making hoax calls to the emergency services. So that tells you she called 999, which is there, 911. She called 999 enough times with fake calls, abuse of the system, that they actually barred her from making fake calls. Now, she can still call for real. So magistrates also heard that Loy was also in breach of suspended sentence made by blah, blah, blah. Regarding an assault by beating of an emergency services worker, which saw her receive an eight-week prison sentence, suspended for 18 months. So she'd already beat up an emergency service worker. Some other... Oh, my God! <sighs> She's also found in breach. Uh, this is this criminal behavior order. Sounds kind of like a... Uh, uh, um, uh parole kind of thing i don't remember what they call it it's not not a tpo temporary T, tro temporary restraining order or tpo is temporary protective order it's not like that but it's kind of like that but anyway the court was also was informed that she was in breach of criminal behavior order made on july 19th last year by being within 10 meters of a police station which saw her receive another eight week sentence she's also in breach of another one by assaulting an emergency worker a police officer on june 4th holy crap she was jailed for 44 weeks but it still didn't say man it still didn't say uh what they did what she did to the medic specifically other than trying to beat him up um that that was crazy 
That, that was crazy. And let's see this real quick. If I can get my audio set right to where it goes there. All right. So we're going to try to play this and see if it works. Now, you won't be able to see it, but you'll be able to hear it. I'm, I'm listening to the audio. These are five 999 calls that shouldn't have happened. I've got some problem with Apple company. I've sent them my headphones, which was faulty. Yeah. So, yeah, you're going to have to speak to Apple, okay, and resolve it with them. This is, it's not, there's no crime here. The police, the police can't get involved. Hello, please, what's your emergency? So, uh, just give me the number for the non, non <laughs> Apple. So he had a problem with his Apple iPod and called the nine, their version of 911. This one, the caller saying, hello, yeah, can you give me the number? He called the emergency line. Can you give, can you, give me the number for the non-emergency, please? Emergency, please, please. Sorry, phone 999 to ask a non-emergency number. Yes. 101, goodbye. My name's Pedro's Pogdown, and the they was meant to uh, on uh, on Monday. They was meant to deliver Friday, and then they said they was going to deliver Saturday. Inquiries about. Okay, so that was her mom ordered a freezer. It's supposed to be delivered on Monday, then Friday, and it literally says an audible Saturday. So I guess it got moved to Saturday, but they couldn't even tell what it said. Fridge freezer isn't something that you should be calling nine 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 about. It isn't a police matter. Hello, police. Where is your emergency? Hello. Good morning, Miss Sarkabadi. I'm lost. I'm looking for a security center in Stratford, and I can't find that building. Can you tell me where it is, please? <laughs> what, what have you dialed 999 for? What's your emergency that you need the police for? So that dude got lost, was looking for a security building, and was asking for directions from the emergency services uh, <laughs> to tell him where the security building was. I can't get, there's no way for me to get home. What do you want the police to do? Oh, to help me get home. And how do you want us to do that? So this guy can't get home and he wants the police to come pick him up and take him home. So those are those are some bad calls that that never should have happened. So that that was actually a little bit of a lighter note to end on. But yeah, unfortunately, that story, that story, that last story was just uh, let me let me end on this. Here's my soapbox moment. Systems are not people. Systems are like a car engine. It runs when you do this, then this happens, and this happens. And we have a legal system. We have an emergency system. Systems get bloated, and they just don't work because one size cannot ever fit all. However, I don't have an answer for what's better other than we're human beings, and we need to treat each other like human beings. I, I live in a subpar neighborhood that has various levels of criminal activity in it. I've never been threatened. I've never felt in danger in my community because I treat people like human beings. And I started that from day one when I moved in. I try to treat people like human beings. And most everybody gets along in my neighborhood because of that. We all, for the most part, treat each other like human beings. There are times when we don't. I'm not going to go digress and get into the story. When we stop treating people like human beings, and that does happen. There's some people who get froggy, get bored, get fired up, whatever, and they decide to go steal from their neighbor. They start to try to start this fight. That ends poorly for them every single time. For the most part, this neighborhood does not call 911 for, for police. They'll call for ambulance and fire all day long if they need to, but they won't call for police. 
except when you stop treating somebody like a human being. Now, it's not a commune. It's not like everybody verbally agrees and we go and wave and say, hi, neighbor. No, we live and let live. We stay away from each other. If we speak to each other, we just talk normally like human beings. We're honest with each other and we just let it go. And now if I saw somebody break into a house, yes, I would call because you're threatening my neighborhood. You're threatening my area. You're getting in my space. I think all the neighbors would be that same way. My point is, we have systems in place that says this is how the rules work. This is how everything should go. And it doesn't work that way. How do we fix it? I don't know. But this system where this this lady in that, that UK article where she had so many counts of criminal activity, right? They just call, called it criminal behavior order or criminal whatever order is what they called it. But she had already beat up a police officer, assaulted a police officer. Now she assaulted a paramedic. Uh, she had assaulted some other public safety worker before that we, we don't know what type of public safety worker they were. And here's the thing in Europe and in England, the police have police uniforms and the EMTs have bright yellow and green jumpers that and red jumpers that make them stand out way different than police. So there's no mistaking, oh, the cops are here, which is something I think that the U.S. should follow because, honestly, I, I always hated little side note, and I'll get out of here. I was at Waffle House. This is just one of many stories. I was at Waffle House eating with my crew, and we're in our uniforms. Now, we don't wear metal badges. We have a patch on our shoulder and a name tag, and that's it, right? And it's a totally different color blue than the police officers. And, yeah, I hear this white trash, and she was so trash. I don't know if it's a mother or a grandmother, but this white trash female telling the kid that's in their care, if you don't behave, I'm going to get those police officers over there to arrest you. And she did it loud enough when we heard her. I mean, she's only like two tables down. That's Waffle House. You could say from across the restaurant, we'd probably hear you. Um, and I went, kid, we're not the police. We're here to help. So whenever your whatever she says, your grandma puts her hands on you, go ahead and call 911. We'll come fix you up, buddy. It's fine. You know, I knew it was not appropriate for me, but you know, F her. You know, she's putting fear of us into this kid, and we had nothing to do with it. So I, I think that uniform should be different, but it's neither here nor there. This woman kept getting arrested, kept going to court, kept having stuff suspended for whatever reason. Ultimately went to jail for 44 weeks because it all built up, and you get this much time for this, this much time for this, this much time for that. I'm not judging their system. I'm here to tell you systems cannot work all of the time. The 911 system can't work all the time. The algorithms we have to do our medicine cannot work all the time. We have to treat each human being like a human being, each call like a new call, and we have to start working together, listening to each other's problems, because the second you make it about anything other than us coming together, you failed. You failed. And that's my view on it. So I'll be back next week with some EMS Underground. I'll see what if I'm in a better mood. I'll see if life is a better place. Maybe we'll have some better stories. You know what? Do me a favor if you're listening to this. Email me some stories, just headlines, just stuff to talk about. Anything. I'll keep your name out of it. But but you know, or I'll put your name into it. Whatever you want. Email me, Charles at GAIEMS.com. If you come across something that you don't understand, that you think is fishy. Um, I know Athens for Everyone has been on this show, and we've also had their their um, opposite. We we I've been I've been meaning to get National EMS on, which is is their direct 
opposite because Athens for everyone is is definitely harshing on national. Uh, but we had uh, uh, um, Chad Black on for EM, for the uh, EMS Association, right? So I will talk to anybody. I will read the articles. I've definitely broken down videos before that have been sent to me. So you know what? I, I'm I'm more honest with you. I think like everyone else, I'm just struggling right now. Personally, I don't get to go out and do a job. I'm stuck in my house all the time. I mean, okay, I can walk outside, yeah, and I can go to the store if I need something. But I'm one of these people who who's still supposed to shelter in place. And I don't have reasons to get out there. And you may be complaining that you're essential, but you are. You are essential, and you're doing good work. And if you feel like you're not, maybe it is time to take a break. Maybe it's time to, to step back, but you can't. I know. It's tough. I digress. Maybe we'll talk about that next week, about how to deal with the pressure of not being able to get out of what you're into. I also thought about talking about getting along with just about anybody and how you can, so you hate your partner was going to be the title of it. So maybe we'll talk about that. But if you want to hear something, or if you just like me talking and you want to help me out, send me something, charles at gaiems.com. I'll be back next week with EMS Underground. Thanks for watching. Thanks for downloading the podcast. It's anchor.fm slash EMS Underground.